You're live with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. We've got lots of stuff to talk about on today's program. Later on, we'll be talking about net neutrality. Yes, sounds boring, but it is immensely important and, and super important that you actually listen up to it uh, as well. Have to make sure that uh, going forward in the years to come that uh, all players are treated equally on the internet, whether you're using Netflix or some startups app or whatever website. And uh, we've uh, got a great guest on the line for that coming up in a little while, uh, Ramona Pringle. She's the uh, director of Transmedia Zone, assistant professor at Ryerson University. So uh, lots of information there. We'll also uh, be talking uh, about a new app, a secondhand marketplace, I guess that competes against Craigslist and Kijiji called Let's Let Go. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, apparently, and I was just, I heard this on the radio on another program. They said the secondhand market is really growing these days just because of the economy and all these things that people are, are doing, you know, hand-me-downs and it's becoming more and more popular. And now we're going to learn about this app that allows you to do it. But more importantly, how is it different from Craigslist and Kijiji? No, I'm interested to hear because uh, I use Craigslist a lot because yeah. I've learned to uh, get rid of stuff I'm not using anymore. Uh, and I love it, but at the same time, its interface is honestly from like 1999. It's it amazing. is horrendous. It has not changed. No, at it all. drives me crazy yes. because it's so archaic, and it just takes. I'm so used to you know newer apps that can do things like a hundred times faster than it can, but it's got the uh, it's got the audience. So that's the thing. I remember you told me that you actually met Craig. Well, I had him on. I had him on the show. Yes. Um. Yeah, Craig from Craigslist. That was the weirdest interview I've ever done. Is he a weird guy? Or? He's a weird dude. Weird dude. Well, he must be weird. He hasn't changed his website in years. <laughs> I mean, nice guy and all, but um, it, it was just a very difficult interview because he just kind of gave one-word answers. And after that, apparently, um, he was supposed to do a ca- across Canada PR tour. Uh, they, they canceled it. <laughs> so essentially, you broke him. I broke Craig from Craigslist. <laughs> Uh, we were having an interesting conversation just before the show started. Uh, you were talking about uh, your cell phone carrier and going over your data. I'm very mad right now. And after the show, my <laughs> carrier, whoever answers that call for me is in for a treat. And, and so, you know, this is important because we use our cell phones, our smartphones so much nowadays. We pay some of the highest rates in the world. There's no denying that. And we're... We don't have enough data. Like for all the stuff we're doing, all the apps, the mapping apps and Netflix and stuff, uh, I, th- I, would, I would bet most people are going through their data allowances uh, very quickly in the month. But now. the thing is, and this is what I got mad, and apparently you had the exact same. I had the same thing happened. That's why you were laughing time. at me when I, I told oh, you about I know. this. But what happened was I got a notification, and this is how it all started. I was tethering off, using my phone as a hotspot so I could check emails on my laptop while I was um, on the SkyTrain. Yes. Then I got into the office, and I'm working on my computer. I forgot to turn the tethering off. So that whole time, I'm watching videos at oh work. Oh, my God. And, <laughs> and then I was like, uh-oh, I'm still on my mobile data instead of the Wi-Fi network at the office. Yeah. So I got a notification a couple of days ago saying you're 90% of your data limit. And then they had these options about topping up. I was like, oh, I can, I could probably manage with you know 10% data. Then this morning I got, you have 100%, you've used all your data. So then I was trying to top it up, but they're like, no, you can't. They just basically messaged saying, no, that's, you, you can't and this, top You're up. through FIDO. And this is with FIDO. 
So now I'm like, what's going to happen? I'm scared to even like pick my phone up. You right should now. be because you are going to blow through data like there's no tomorrow like, and it's going to cost you a fortune. What, yeah, but why wouldn't they just like allow – why Why is it 90% I have to make this choice? Why not at 100? Because I'm mad. Same thing happened to me. I was like two weeks into the month. I don't know what I was using data on, but apparently I was using a lot. I got that message. I'm 90% through my allowance for the month. Do you want to top up now? And I'd done it before. Like, yeah, okay. What is it, 15 bucks? $15 for an extra gig. Gig. Okay. And I thought, still, that's too much money, but okay. And I did it. But last month, uh, I got that message, and I got distracted. So the next day, it says, you're up to 100% of your data allowance. I'm like, oh. So I tried to top, and they said, top up. And they said, no. So I phoned them. You know, I, I phoned them, and they, they said, nope, you can't do anything. And so I'm like, I'm only two weeks through the month. What am I going to do? Well, can't do anything. And so the month went up, and I, I spent like 70 bucks on data. Yeah. See, this is unacceptable. I, am, I know that you said nothing can happen, but after this show, <laughs> good luck, dude, good whoever luck. answers that call is in <laughs> for a very, very long conversation because they always go, have I answered all your questions? And I'm going to keep saying, no, you haven't. And we're going to have the epic two-hour conversation to the point that they're going to be like, just give this guy data so he'll stop talking. Okay. I bet you it won't. How about this? Okay. Next okay. week, we'll follow up, and I'll let you know what happens. Okay. I'm, I'm betting you. Bet you ten bucks. Ten bucks that you're going nowhere fast. Okay. Ten dollars. That's almost a gig of data. That's <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like their options. Okay, they had option one, you pay seven dollars for three hundred megs. Yeah. Option two, fifteen dollars for a gig. Now with those types of options, obviously you're going to do the fifteen dollar one to get a gig because three hundred megs is nothing. That's like you could use that in a day. So I'm I'm very interested in this phone call I'm about to have because uh, I'm very patient. And I'm going to have a very, very, very long conversation with this vital person. Well, you got your hands-free. Uh... I got a hands-free headset so I can walk. I'm going to clean my house today. and I'm going to vacuum. <laughs> I'm going to keep talking to them. They're, they're going to spend hundreds of dollars talking to you. Exactly. Yeah. It's going to be a fun, fun conversation. But I still, I still believe I'm going to win that 10 bucks. But you know what the secret is? You don't act mad because everybody calls them and they get all mad. Yeah. I'm going to call that person whatever their name. Joe. I'm like, Joe, come on. Give me a deal, Joe. Joe, this is not working. <laughs> I'm just going to be the nicest patient guy until they give me data. This is going to be a fun, fun conversation. You know they're probably listening to this and they're going to block your call today. <laughs> <laughs> they probably like, do not answer that guy's call when he calls. But, you know, it brings up that larger issue, uh, Andy. Are we getting enough value for the, the data that we're paying for for these smartphone plans? No. Like, like, it's, because we're using so much of it now. There's been a lot of calls for unlimited data. Yes. And wasn't it T-Mobile in the States that just offered that? Because I'm okay if you have, like, say, high-speed data for, like, say, three gigs, but then it'll go down to 3G for, you know... A lower speed. A lower speed. I just want to be able to, like, send... Like, I want to start tweeting right now during the show, but I'm scared because every tweet... You should be scared. Every tweet's going to cost me money now. It's not the tweets that are going to cost you money. It's all the other stuff happening in the background that you don't even know about. Facebook is updating itself. Like, I'm not even using the phone. And it's going to be. I'm you probably. Did you turn data. your data off? I'm going uh, uh, during the break. I will. <laughs> I forgot to. I'm telling you what's happening right now. You are going to get at least a fifty dollar overage bill. Not if not if this epic conversation happens to, uh, after this show. Oh really? Yes. It's. I'm. I'm it's on. It's. It's, it's this on. This is like war. Okay. Yeah. This is data war. It's going to happen today. So, hopefully, I'll have some tips and tricks to for all the other listeners on. If this happens to you, what you have to do. I'm really interested what the other carriers like, like TELUS and Bell, 
uh, Rogers, what what they offer, or Shaw. Is Shaw? They they have they own they wins wind. now, but the wind plans are fantastic. Yes. I mean, they don't have the coverage uh, like uh, the big guys do, uh, but they've got like five gig plans for forty bucks and yeah. unlimited plans, you know, for fifty or sixty dollars. Yeah, don't quote me on that. Look that up on their website. But uh, yeah, if you're into data and you live in you know the zones that they're covering well, that's definitely a way to go. Yeah. The prize this week, Andy. We got a fantastic prize. We're giving away an HP desk. DeskJet all-in-one printer. You got to check this out. You got to go to our website and look at this because you look at it, it doesn't look like an all-in-one printer. It doesn't look like it can scan and copy, but it can. And It's uh, pretty small though, eh? It's super small. It's perfect for like the, a student or someone who or just- a condo. Yeah, a condo. If you're just doing like uh, basic printing here and there. I was thinking, I'm like, this is the kind of printer I need to get my mom because she prints every once in a while and yeah. it doesn't take too much space. You can even print with this printer directly from your mobile de- device. So you don't need to use your laptop. You don't need the whole driver. So if you've got a tablet or a smartphone, you can print yeah, from Yeah, you have too. an article or say you have a document you want to print straight from there right to this printer, this HP DeskJet. All you got to do is go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com. Take a look at it. It's small. It's stylish. It's a great all-in-one printer. When we come back from the break, we'll uh, be exploring a new website, uh, an app uh, that lets you sell secondhand goods, kind of like Craigslist and Kijiji, but new and improved. We'll be back shortly after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike and Andy here in studio. Lots to talk about still on today's show. Later on, we'll be talking net neutrality and why it is so important that we as consumers uh, keep on top of that and and keep our telecoms honest. It's funny because I think a lot of people, if they're – say their um, service providers like Telus, Bell, or Rogers, if they said, oh, you can use Spotify and it won't go against your data plan, I think a lot of people are like, oh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah, heck yeah. <laughs> but trust me, you do not want that. So, And the reason why is, okay, great, you get Spotify unlimited, doesn't count towards your data, but what about all the competitors to Spotify? Yeah. Is that fair to them? Exactly. And that's the great thing about the internet is all data as of now has been treated equally. So if you're a startup and you come up with a good idea, you can compete with the big boys, right? Like Facebook at one point. Was a startup. Was a little startup. And they came up with this little social network and, yeah. and did. Imagine, imagine if, if you start preferring you know, Facebook over, say, I don't know, Twitter or, or Snapchat. And, and the carriers that basically decide, they make these partnerships, you can't compete. It boxes all these startups absolutely out. so it kills innovation really so this this whole thing and it's something we've talked about a lot it's a it's a big deal and um it seems that the industry is moving towards these little partnerships that they're trying to do but i hope i hope we can keep the net neutral because th- it gives everybody an equal playing field to come up with ideas we're just trying to get a hold of our guest right now for uh, the let go app uh in the meantime uh andy i, I don't know if you saw this news story um hackers Hacking into your smart light bulbs, and this was a thing back a few weeks ago. I don't know if you uh, remember the uh, the big attack on all the major websites like yeah. Twitter and Netflix. They went down, and how the attackers accomplished that is that they got a hold of a lot of smart appliances and smart devices and used those because there wasn't good enough security uh, to actually attack these websites. Yeah, and and put too much traffic on them so that they went down. Uh, so researchers uh, from Dalhousie. Uh, university, they um, they actually did tests on this here. I think they um, were able to hack into uh, Philips Hue light bulbs. Uh, Philips has actually updated their security since then, but they were able to uh, hack into light bulbs in different buildings and turn them on and off remotely. Yeah. 
And the reason why they're able to do this is that the Philips Hue light bulbs are connected to your network. Yeah. And so that same thing. And people are like, oh, I don't care if a hacker turns my light on and off. But you should. It's a backdoor entry. And remember what happened with Target when they entered Canada and they got hacked? Do you remember how they got in? Yeah, the air the, conditioning system. The air conditioning system, because that was connected to the internet, and they went through that way and got all the credit card uh, information of their customers. And guess what? Target is no longer in Canada. That really, really, they really suffered from that uh, from that hack. So, it's really important with all these connected devices, even if it's just like a light bulb. You got to put the security. You got to make sure that people can't get in because once they're in, they can do some damage. Well, they certainly can, and. and- these devices are all connected now. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're looking on our, our TV show at some new ones coming up. Garage door, garage door openers yeah. that are connected yeah. to your network. That's not cool if a hacker gets in and is able to open up your garage door. And, and the whole purpose of this garage, I was looking at it because now we have two different companies now that have sent us the garage door openers. But it's like instead of having a garage door button that most people have in their car, you can just open it up an app and then open your garage door. On but, your smartphone, yeah. But like like we were just talking about, that is a huge it, that it's you got to have security in that because anybody imagine that they can just download an app, open your garage door when you're not home, and take your bikes or something. It would yeah, be a, and and what did we get in? We got a we got a new coffee machine in. Yes, that is uh, smart app controlled. This so that's a, not cool either. If they can hack into your coffee machine and start making coffee, yeah, exactly, and and not the way you like it. No. Uh, this is a really. <laughs> This is a really interesting... I wanted a latte. (laughs) Yeah, now I got a cappuccino. Yeah. Uh, You know what? We're just going to pause on that. We actually got our guest uh, on the line. We're talking about uh, selling goods uh, secondhand. Uh, On the line right now, we've uh, got Alec Oxenford. He is uh, one of the co-founders of the LetGo app. Thanks for joining us on the show today, Alec. Pleasure to be here with you. So... uh, Bit of a competition out there uh, in the, uh, I guess, uh, used goods uh, website selling space like uh, Craigslist and Kijiji. Uh, you guys have uh, got Let Go. Tell us about your your app and, and site and, and why is it different from some of the others? Yeah. Well, we tend to believe that Let Go is uh, the fastest and simplest app around. Um, contrary to many of the other players, we were born as an app. We were born as an app, um, and we have some of the advantages of being app-only. Um, we have uh, a big focus on, on technology, which makes uh, our app incredibly uh, intuitive to our users, and some of the functionalities are quite distinct. For example, in terms of navigation, we're the only, one, the only ones who actually offer um, kind of a Snapchat-y or um, Tinder would also be a good comparable in, in terms of how you swipe um, to, to swipe around to, to look to look around your uh, your product list. We also offer um, content organized by proximity as opposed to most of uh, the other players who organize content based on, on time chronologically. The chat is also very very fast. And again, very intuitive. When you combine uh, the ease of use, the proximity-based organization of the content, and the chat functionality, all that together uh, accelerates transactions uh, immensely. And that's why users tend to love, love uh, let go. And we've seen this over and over. I mean, we launched 
in the States uh, roughly one year ago, uh, in Canada less than a week ago. Um, and we've seen, and in a few countries in Europe as well, in the last few months. And everywhere where we've launched, you know, there were other players who typically continue to grow as we, as we launch and, and, and evolve. But we tend to expand the pie quite significantly. Um, and a lot of users, many of them millennials, who have not uh, been attracted to, to these types of products before, start using them. And that's, that, that's um, quite significant. We've got almost 40 million downloads already uh, of the app in, in 12 months, which is, um, which is not, not, not very usual. And does it, obviously it's free to use for consumers. Uh, what about sellers? Well, it's free for sellers. Um, our, our you know, business model is based on advertising. So just like Google or, or Facebook, um, most actually of the more successful internet companies, uh, we, are, we are free, both for buyers and sellers. This makes sense only if you are really big, because the advertising model will not work very well unless that's the case. But, it, but we, you know, we're already on track to becoming the leading person-to-person um, trading, use goods trading app uh, globally. Uh, so we, we, we assume that the advertising model would be working just fine with us. We are talking with Alec Oxenford, one of the co-founders of uh, the LetGo app, uh, a new app that has come into Canada to uh, help you sell secondhand goods to make it even easier for uh, sellers and buyers. You can check it out uh, on your favorite uh, smartphone platforms. When we come back from the break, we're going to be talking net neutrality and why it is so important up here in Canada. We'll be back shortly after this. You're back with Get Connected. It's Mike and Andy here in studio we're going to talk net, net neutrality, but before that, we're going to talk about contests. That's right. We're giving away an HP DeskJet. It's an all-in-one printer. It is super small. It's compact. You look at it, you're like, that's not an all-in-one, but it actually is. It can print. It can scan. It can copy. It can do everything you would need a printer to do, including printing directly from your mobile device. All you got to do is go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com, to enter and win the HP DeskJet all-in-one printer. What if your internet provider or your telecom carrier let you stream as much music from Spotify as you wanted or let you stream as much Netflix as you wanted and wouldn't charge you for it? Well, that's uh, some of the debate happening right now. The CRTC's uh, got some hearings uh, going on regarding that, and it all comes down to the, I guess, the central idea of net neutrality. On the line uh, right now, we've got Ramona Pringle. She's director at Transmedia Zone Assistant Professor, Ryerson University, and an analyst and tech columnist at uh, CBC. Thanks for joining us, Ramona. Hi. You got a lot of stuff going on there. (laughs) (laughs) No rest for the, uh, what do they call it, the weary, the wicked? (laughs) Exactly. Um, So we talk about net neutrality on uh, the radio show show here quite often. Uh, I I understand it, and I, I think it's very important. I wonder if a lot of listeners, a lot of people out there fully understand the the implications of it? Well, I think, you know, it's such a simple concept. It's such a straightforward uh, uh, idea. And yet there's so many different terms that we use, net neutrality, differential pricing. We talk about data caps. 
Essentially, net neutrality is the idea that all information on the Internet should be treated equally, especially when it comes to the Internet providers. So you or, or me uh, or anyone who's listening should be able to access any information that they want to online, and there shouldn't be specific organizations that are given preferential treatment or, for instance, able to pay for, let's say, faster loading time. Basically, the premise with net neutrality is that uh, the role of the telecom provider is just to connect you to the internet, uh, and once you've done, once they've done that, it's up to you uh, to decide what you're going to do with that connection. The telecom carriers, uh, some of them anyway, uh, I guess uh, would kind of disagree. They they feel that uh, being able to offer up some of these uh, services without having it count towards your data uh, actually helps consumers. Absolutely, and, you know that's that is. Bell, for instance, that is the argument that they're making right now. The CRTC hearings that are currently uh, that are that that were that was that have been happening this week have been over this issue of differential pricing. And the idea of differential pricing is that they could, as you were just saying in your intro, uh, choose certain services and say, "Hey, this doesn't count towards your monthly cap." Now. Uh, it's not just the telcos that are being heard at these hearings. It's all, there's also a lot of advocacy groups, and they come at this with the opposite POV, which is really the issue at stake or that we should be discussing is our data caps because those two are inherently connected. If we didn't have such low data caps, then the appeal of, let's say, being able to stream uh, Spotify or Netflix without having it count towards your data cap wouldn't be so great. So it does have – that's where it becomes a net neutrality issue. Because it's a matter of, uh, you know, is this a, be- a business venture? Can the telcos make this a promotion uh, to give you these services without counting towards your data usage? Or do we really need to have a substantial conversation about data caps in the first place, considering the fact that it's not just entertainment, but the way we use the Internet and the way we access data online is so inherent to the way we work, the way we run our businesses, the way we research and find information. Ramona, you know, we're talking about net neutrality in Canada, but what are we seeing with other countries out there? How are they dealing with this issue? And, like, what kind of examples uh, can we learn from them? Well, you know, already south of the border, net neutrality, there's been huge hearings over net neutrality. And down there, the issue prim- uh, issue was about this idea of a high-speed or, or high-speed lanes and, and low, slow lanes and essentially... Um, you know, whether or not a, a, a telecommunications provider could sell uh, large corporations the ability to have faster loading on their sites. And, of course, people aren't going to sit around and wait. And it ends up being a huge issue also for innovation. And this is one of the arguments that was made at the border in all of the net neutrality hearings is, let's say a company like Facebook is able to pay for faster loading. Uh, that's preferential treatment. And it ends up hurting the little guy because let's say there's an incredible new social networking site that comes about, but because it's slower to load, people aren't able to access it as well, especially if they've got, uh, if their service isn't necessarily as fast. And so it really puts those new companies, new startups at a disadvantage, keeping in mind that once upon a time, Facebook was a startup as well. So that's something that we've seen in the U.S. And, and it's worth noting that Canada and the CRTC up to now has done a good job of upholding net neutrality, but what we've got right now is this issue of data caps, and you ask about how the rest of the world is doing. Uh, compared to the rest of the world, advocates say uh, that the caps in Canada are ridiculously low, and this is especially true in some of the more remote uh, remote um, communities as well as uh, northern communities. 
some of the more northern communities, uh, you know, you watch one movie on Netflix and you've pretty much used up your data cap. And considering the fact that over the summer, the UN uh, Human Rights Council cited that the Internet is a basic human right because of how necessary it is for the way we work and the way we engage, uh, that's, that really is uh, a, cha- a challenge because it's, it's not like you're just, oh, okay, I won't watch any mo- more movies this month. If you've watched that movie and you, you've used up your data c- quotient, it's not unlikely that you're paying overage charges to be using it for your basic everyday needs. Ramona, I want to thank you for joining us today. Uh, I really enjoyed your article. That's up at uh, cbc.ca, right? Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Nice speaking with you. That was Ramona Pringle, one of the uh, tech uh, journalists, uh, analysts over uh, on cbc.ca. She's also uh, the assistant professor over at uh, Ryan Ryerson University as well. I want to open up the phone lines. Uh, We'll take a a few quick tech calls uh, in our next Segment 604-280-9898. If you're phoning long distance anywhere in North America, 1-877-399-9898. We'll be back after this. You are back with Get Connected. It's Mike and Andy here in the studio. We've opened up the phone line, so we're going to take a few tech calls and questions. Again, the number is 604-280-9898. Anywhere in North America, toll free, 1-877-399-9898. Going to jump here to uh, Alec out in Langley. How you doing? Yeah, pretty good. What can we do for you? Okay, I got. Uh, I'm running Windows 10 on a Dell laptop, and every time there's an automatic update from Microsoft, Skype video crashes, and you know I can't talk to people in England that uh, are relatives. Ah. Uh, so what what happens? Do you have to uh, with start? With, with Skype, comes up soon as uh, you know. I answer the call from England on Skype. Yeah, says there's trouble and we'll restart your computer. Oh. Uh, so thoughts on that, Andy? So he's uh, got Windows 10, yeah. And one of the features of Windows 10, if you so choose to have it on, is automatic updates. Yeah. Uh, so what happens, I guess, after it's done some updates, is uh, Skype doesn't like that and starts misbehaving. It's kind of ironic because Skype is owned by Microsoft. Exactly, right? <laughs> it's the same freaking company. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that that happens, unfortunately, sometimes uh, with software when there's an update to the operating system. Uh, hopefully, Microsoft can get their act together on that. I don't know if that's an isolated incident with you, Alec, uh, or if others are experiencing it. Uh, so a couple things. One might be to uh, turn the Windows updates uh, off uh, so that it just notifies you when there's a new update, and you can choose yes. when to uh, do the update. Uh, also, you know, check to see if there's an update for Skype, <laughs> because uh, that will hopefully fix anything that they broke with the Windows 10 update as well. Yeah, a couple of things you would want to do, like Mike, you mentioned, turn the automatic updates off. A lot of people are having issues with that, because what Microsoft said was Windows 10 is the last operating system. They're just going to keep improving it, rather than come out with like a Windows 11 or a Windows 12 in the future. But what you should do if you're having these issues is uninstall Skype, reinstall it because you're going to have the latest version if there is any kind of changes. And But that and turning off your updates, you should have a nice, consistent computer that works. Like, you know, there's the old adage, if it ain't broken, don't fix it. So why are these all these updates happening? If well, a lot of security updates, but true. they're also trying to improve features and stuff. And unfortunately, when they do that, uh, they break some things. And it, I mean, in fairness, uh, Windows has to work with like, hundreds of thousands of different computers and uh, video cards and devices. So 
uh, it's inevitable that something's going to break when they do the update. So again, Alec, uh, you know, turn off the notification so it just notifies you when there's an update and you can choose to update it. Uh, and also just make sure that you're updating Skype on a regular basis. Yeah. I don't know if there's any other good. No, that's good about it. That. And that should help. That definitely should help. I'm going to jump here to Harry. How you doing, Harry? Hi, um, I have a, a fairly new um, HP laptop, uh, just a few months old. Trying to watch YouTube. Yep. Uh, used to be able to watch YouTube no problem. Uh, now it's telling me that uh, I have to update it. Um, and then when I tried HP, I get an HP screen saying you already have the latest version of um, the player. And um, yeah, and I can't watch YouTube. That's weird because YouTube uh, typically is kind of typically working through the web browser. Uh, So this is a recent thing? Yeah, recent because when the the, the computer right out of the box was uh, had no problems with it. Yeah. And now it's uh, telling me to uh, to update the player or something. And uh, when I go to do that, it uh, tells me that uh, there's an HP screen and it says, no, you already have the latest update in it and uh, you don't need it and and uh, then I can't watch YouTube have what, you uh, browser are you using uh, I'm not sure I'm not sure so probably using um, if he's using Windows 10 Microsoft Edge yes so I would just try to diagnose what the problem is here um, well my, my suggestion is download the Chrome web browser because Chrome is made by Google yes YouTube owned by Google they make sure and it works YouTube works really really well on the Chrome web browser. So if you're using Microsoft Edge, you know, it, it got better. It's better than Internet Explorer. Yes. But I still prefer... I still like Chrome. Chrome. It's yes. just a cleaner interface. Um, and of course, Microsoft Edge uses Bing as the default search engine, whereas um, Chrome will use Google. So try that. Uh, Chrome, it's a free download. Um, and see if that fixes the, uh, the YouTube uh, issue. Of course, always make sure that you've got the latest uh, updates to Windows 10. Uh, and the latest video card updates uh, as well. That might be a- an issue. So, uh, again, Windows 10 typically is supposed to do that automatically for you. You can search up Windows Update on your computer and go and see specific updates and see if the video card is updated uh, as well. YouTube should just work. It, it will. If yeah. you download that Chrome web browser, I guarantee you it's going to work flawlessly. Bet you $10? <laughs> we, got, we got some bets going on here, Mike. <laughs> We've got lots more coming up uh, in the show later. We'll uh, be talking App of the Week as well. Back after this. You are back with Get Connected. Mike and Andy here in studio today. Looks like Christina, our uh, app expert, is off sick today. Yes. She got a cold. Yep. I'm soon we will have a cold. I'm no, sure. I had it already. You did? Yeah, I like getting it right away. When oh, season... so it's your fault. No, 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 no. Well, I, I stayed at home for like a day and okay. tried to recover. Well, we'll do our best here. Uh, the app uh, that I've come across this week called Petcom, actually developed by uh, some folks uh, out of Victoria, British Columbia. Uh, it's like Facebook for pets. Really? Yeah. Well, it's kind of cool. It's available for iOS right now. Uh, essentially, you download it, and you can uh, then upload uh, you know, a picture of your pet, be it a dog or a, a cat, I guess, uh, and then give a description of uh, of the pet, pictures and all that. But there's so much more to it. Uh, it's, uh, you know, a great educational tool, learning about uh, other pet owners and, you know, the, the challenges uh, they have with uh, uh, their loved 
uh, four-legged friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, uh, it's a great way to hook up with uh, other pet owners as well. So it's kind of a, a community. So uh, depending on what area you live in, you can actually schedule uh, meetups to go walk your dogs and stuff together. So do you like post status updates for your on behalf of your pet? No, the, the pet does that. <laughs> <laughs> pet tweets? <laughs> no, I, I think it's kind of cool. You know, people that are uh, uh, that have pets, I mean, it's like they're children. Yes. Uh, we just actually got two new puppies. I saw them, yeah. Oh, my God. They're the cutest, cutest thing. Uh, I finally caved. Um, my, my kids, especially my daughter, Ava, uh, has been on me relentlessly. It's like the Terminator. <laughs> and uh, we bought a puppy, and I actually bought two. The brother and sister because oh. I'm, I'm stupid that way. So, are you, but now I can use Petcom. Well, that's right. Yeah. And you know, update all my uh, my pet friends. So I understand with this, there's also like a, a meetup feature. So, like you were saying, so is it like just limited to dogs and like cats, or can it be like ex- like I used to have chickens as pets, you know, back in the day. So I wonder if I'll find any other chicken lovers out there. <laughs> Give tips and tricks about how to raise some hens. Yeah, I think that's a different app. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. For weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good pet to have. Like, they get give you eggs. Like, you know, uh, urban chicken coops are a big thing these days. So. Yes. So. Are they really your chicken friends' pets, or are they your eventual food? They, well, no, they, they, they lay eggs. I had them for years when I was, yeah. um, you know, living with my parents back when I was a kid. And but eventually, I, um, your your pet chicken is going to be... Like lunch. Well, yeah, it it was it was weird because I remember I'm, my mom treated them like babies, right? And I'm like, they're Aww. just chickens, mom. Don't worry about <laughs> it, right? <laughs> As we digress away from uh, the app, Petcom, <laughs> if you want to check it out, uh, available uh, through the Apple App Store. So available for iPhone, and I believe they're coming out with an Android version as well, so you can uh, register up for that. This uh, Monday, as always, I'm on the uh, Global Morning News with my tech segment. Uh, I believe I'll be on with Sonia. And uh, this week, uh, if you tune in, and again, you'll, you can catch the video afterwards on our, uh, our Facebook page. Uh, I'll be talking about the Google Pixel yes. phones, uh, yes. the Google Pixel and the Pixel XL. That's right. And the VR headset Daydream VR. Yeah. Which, this is an exclusive review you're doing because the Daydream is not even out yet. The, uh, we were actually trying to download the Daydream app, and it, we couldn't find it because it's not out I'm going to be doing fake VR on the... Well, you're going to be talking about the concepts, but the, i got to say the Pixel, that phone. The phone? Yeah. Yes. I was going to actually take it over this weekend, but then you're taking it on the news. and um, It's not coming back. Well, it's, I'm, no, it's coming back. i got to try this because <laughs> you have no idea how many reviews I've been reading. It. And I know a lot of tech journals who are very, very picky, and they're like, this phone is amazing. So. Is this like the iPhone for Android users? It, it pretty much is. And yeah. it's funny because like, Google's taking that hardware. Like They've had the Nexus line of phones, yeah. but they're really like doubling down on this phone. It's supposed to be like amazing i hear the camera is really good the on camera it. camera is really really good you see some of the photos that it can take um just fantastic i've had a chance to try it out a bit very thin beautiful phone yes yes it's not cheap it's a it's a flagship phone so it'll run you like eight nine hundred dollars if you buy it outright but it's if you're a fan of google and that google assistant so it's like its version of siri is supposed to be really really good and does really good searches also, don't forget to hit our contest page at getconnectedmedia.com. The contest, Andy? We're giving away an HP DeskJet all-in-one printer. This is a super small printer that can do just about everything. All you got to do is go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com.
Com. That's always up on the contest page on our website. We've got contests going on all the time. you got to go there because you can win cool stuff. And, of course, we've got all our videos that we do on a regular basis uh, uh, for our TV show. Uh, and you can find all those video clips up there. I want to thank Andy Barrar, my co-host and producer, and all the rest of the Get Connected team. See you again next week.